something that I'm pretty proud of myself for doing is just honestly not giving like two worries about what other people think. Just if you have a passion for something, just completely go like just horns into it. Just <laughs> <laughs> this is Fat Chats with the Lad with your boys Baz, Pricey, and Liam. Let's go. I'm just trying to do something fun every day. Never be afraid to go out and see the world. If you're not into NFTs, you miss out. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. All right, so we're back with another episode on the Fat Chats podcast with your boys Baz, Liam, and Pricey. Let's do it. <laughs> so good. That was so pretty good. good. Yeah. No, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for tuning in. You may know Dill as the manager local who grew up selling your surfboards all the day in the life TikTok guy who spends his time at the beach with his dog Ollie. With big plans to be traveling and even starting his own business, we're so stoked to have one of our good mates, Dylan O'Brien, here to chat. Welcome, bro. Welcome, mate. Thanks for coming on. Going on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so do uh, you grew up down south in Mandra? Let down us know. Uh, yeah, tell us a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Not really, but. It's it like is. We'll count Perth it. We'll count it. South we'll of Perth. I'm an we'll East Coast it. boy. I'm an East Coast. I don't yeah. know this stuff. Can you swear? Yeah, tell us about how that was and uh, what it was like growing up down there. Yeah, pretty um, lucky to grow up in Mandurah. I reckon it's a very coastal town compared to kind of being up in the city in Perth. What were you kind of doing as a kid pretty young, early days? Like, obviously, you went to school. Were you enjoying school at that point or you were yes. surfing all the time? Or so, what was... I actually didn't get into surfing or kind of the creative side of my life until kind of early high school. Growing up, primary school, big soccer boy growing up. Oi. Yeah, wow. really? Yes. I loved a bit of soccer myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to play. Premier League we will team. play a fair bit. Dude, Chelsea's the team. Chelsea? Oh, Grow up. Arsenal. You're an Arsenal. That's even worse. I'm United, which is even worse. Yeah, Man classic. United. Yeah, that's typical. Yeah, typical fan. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, got to do lots of traveling actually when I was younger. Which is pretty fortunate. Family all over Europe. Saw Barcelona in person actually, which was wow. no pretty sick. Saw Messi score a hat trick. No oh, way. That ain't unreal. Being a little soccer grummer, that was pretty sick. But yeah, kind of going into first years of high school, started picking up a GoPro. All my mates started getting into bodyboarding and surfing and kind of from there just started creating videos of us yeah. going surfing. Did you pick up a c- camera at all before that? Or was that the very first time when you kind of entered high school and filming yeah. your friends surfing? Like year seven when I was about 12, 13. First yeah, time okay. ever. Just a little GoPro Hero 4. We were yeah. probably very similar, weren't we? Yeah. Very similar days, yeah. Maybe yeah. like a lot of people get started yeah. that way. Yeah, that was when GoPro started getting pretty big as well, I had, wasn't it? I had the Hero started 2 blowing silver. Up. <laughs> I had the Hero 3 silver. I had the 2. Oh, yeah. You're older though. Yeah. I am, That's why. Yeah, a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. so couple, you reckon? What made you get into kind of picking up the GoPro and having fun? Is that was just, just what your mates wanted you to do or was it just about it? I actually got it for a Chrissy present from mum and dad. Sick. Um, first year of high school, year seven. And I don't know, it was kind of that same time over summer, school just finished. All my mates just started getting into bodyboarding. I grabbed myself a new bodyboard and, yeah, started going down to the beach, filming myself, going around to the shops, skate park, literally just all that grommet stuff you do yeah, in the early yeah. years of high school, just yeah. full run in the muck and filming it, reckon you're the king of the world. It's pretty, yeah, <laughs> it's a good time. Does everyone kind of know each other down in Mandurah? Because it seems like it's a pretty small community. Yeah, is it, it is a pretty um, tight-knit community. Like, yeah. kind of most, uh, there's about four main high schools and everyone kind of knows each other from mates and mates or whatever. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. Where, where'd you go? What was the high school called? Called MCC Mandra Catholic College. It's kind of like. And you graduated last year? Yeah, 2021. Leave us 2021. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, (laughs) Pricey was there as a red frog. Yeah, looking after Dill, I'm sure. Looking after him, make sure he's uh, not running amok, which I (laughs) didn't successfully do. Tell us a bit about school then. What did that look like for you? What what did you enjoy in school? Yeah. What were you doing outside of it? School was fun. Uh, I went to the same school pretty much since kindy to year 12. So. Cool. By yeah. the time I got to high school, I was pretty done of it. I was pretty yeah, sick of yeah. it. By about year 10, I thought I was going to drop out, to be honest, and just go try and see what I can do with the camera, push it as far as I can. Yeah. Got too, too much trouble and kind of ended up sticking it out because mum and dad wanted me to. And yeah. Yeah, stuck it out. Glad I did. And yeah, 
Yeah, right. Yeah, that's good. Were you doing any classes in school that were photography or video stuff or there's any the, art sort of? There's like a class called media, but that like incorporated watching like 70s films and... Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty basic. Hey? We had the same similar thing. Yeah, really. nothing proper. Analyzing films and yeah, it, yeah, it's like we, writing we essays and that, stuff. It's like, this isn't really media. Swap codes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Literally. Yeah. So did that early days of travel really inspire you a lot and open your eyes to what was possible when you were a kid traveling with your parents? Yeah, did a lot of traveling around kind of Europe, kind of Italy, all that, and then a bit of Indo too. Cool. Um, went to Bali pretty much every year with the family, which kind of... Yeah, the Australian holiday. Yeah, three <laughs> yeah, hours classic. from Perth, you can't really beat it. Yeah. Um, pretty cheap as well. So that kind of opened my eyes. Just like, obviously, WA is so awesome. It's so the best state in the world, I reckon, but... Traveling yeah. is amazing. Definitely. Places you can see and where you can go and what you can learn from it's is pretty wicked. That's definitely that younger years of traveling is definitely up my eyes to it now. Yeah. Was did you have a big family you were traveling with or small or how? Uh, pretty small. Yeah. Just me, mum, dad, and my sister. Yeah. Oh, wicked. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, was that for extended periods of time or was it just spontaneous? Pretty you would much. Go away and do bits and pieces. Depending on parents' work, just annually usually go yeah. to Bali usually once a year and then for like a week or whatever. And yeah. then Odd trip to like Malaysia or yeah. South America or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. What was the favorite? Europe sounds pretty. Europe. I love Europe. I haven't been there actually since I was like 12 years old, but Europe is like amazing, I reckon. Yeah. Um, we want to go. Yeah. European yeah. summer. It's definitely a big goal for us. Yeah. yeah. I want to get back there as well. And then obviously Bali is just like a favorite. You can't really beat it. Yeah. yeah. Where in Bali did you go? Uh, mainly around the Changi area and then yeah. also like Uluwadi and that. Sick. But it's just like good weather. Yeah. Cheap food. Did you surf when you were over there or? The last Too young. previous times I did, um, yeah. went out at Uluwadi and got swept all the way down to Badang. I've done the exact oh, same really? thing. Really? It's the worst. Yeah. Like there's this mad sweep. You get that big sour east swell and it just like wraps all the way to Badang. And if you get stuck like on the inside, you'll go past the jetty, past the cliffs. There's just people standing there like, <laughs> who's this dude doing? You just you're like paddling against the current for like an hour. It's really? Terrible. Dude, the last time I went there, I took my water housing because it was like just when I started to get into like photography properly. I swam out there, got swept all the way down to this little bay and like rocked up at this little shore. And I'm just like, there's no like walkway up to the beach. Whatever. There's <laughs> monkeys on the beach just like eyeing me off. And I'm like, I'm not getting on the sand. I'm staying in the water. Yeah. <laughs> the monkeys then, are scary. Oh, they are scary. Oh, hey? They're gnarly. Yeah. They'll grab stuff from you if they're... We were in a jungle once when I was last time over there and there was one on my shoulders and it stole my hat and yeah. ran away with it. And no I, did, I never got it back. But <laughs> really? yeah, in the... In the Jungle, I think it was in Ubud, and that we had like monkeys like jumping onto us and stuff, and it was pretty. Scary. Have you seen videos where they like take people's GoPros and run off? Yeah. and oh they're running God. with the GoPro towards <laughs> their face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like a little kid. Yeah, little yeah. kids. Hey, I reckon they're training that so they can get money. Like, yeah, literally. Yeah. Pretty smart. I'll do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. So you said you had a water housing. Was that around? Yeah, so you I were in year ten school or twenty eighteen. So yeah, year ten. Year yeah, nine even. Yeah, it's got an SBL housing for my Canon. So yeah, just started because yeah. kind of growing up in Mandra. Pretty, pretty dominant surf culture. Going to year eight, got my first job at the local surf shop. I'm with the boss there, Woolly, who's kind of a local legend around the scene. Shout um, out. Pretty big in the surf industry as well. And started getting to surf photography a bit. He kind of helped me out for a couple of shoots and stuff. And then got my first housing. Started shooting this kind of wave of Mandra called Mandra Wedge. It's like, it's like this break wall. They put in this channel and like the wave bounces against the rocks and like breaks into this other wave, creates this massive wedge. Yeah. Sick, and it's like bodyboards, like this hell playground. Yeah, yeah I've seen videos of it. it's hectic. Eh? Yeah, so you can get some pretty wicked shots out there. A couple of real good bodyboarders around Mandra from get shots if all the time. But yeah, yeah, the surf culture Mandra is pretty, pretty sick. So yeah. you just transitioned from a GoPro then to a actual camera while yeah. you were filming the waves and the surf. Yeah. So after a few years shooting with the GoPro and like making little vlogs and YouTube for my mates and stuff, I was like, all right, I might get my own one. Yeah. Um, picked up a Canon 800D, 
in year eight, which is actually still the exact same camera that I use this day. Really? It's Damn. going hard. It's like a little $600 <laughs> DSLR. Yeah. Still yeah. using it now professionally, which is kind of funny. But yeah. It does a job. Yeah. It does a job. Everything I need to do. And yeah, started shooting kind of, majority of it starting off with surfing, kind of come from the surf shop, got hooked up a lot of different surf brands, Volt wetsuits and that, shooting down south at the WSL pros and stuff. And then, yeah, yeah just grew into kind of my own thing. And, yeah. yeah. So do you think, yeah, watching, uh, spending your time in the surf shop and, and obviously watching the tour and all the pros really amplified your interest in the kind of ocean culture and, and capturing that moment? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I grew up at the beach as a family when I was um, growing up and just kind of being surrounded by the ocean and Mandra's kind of like a little island. It's kind of, you've got the two different bridges that breaks off and it's just like one little island. It's like literally two kilometres from the beach to the river, yeah. like on either side. I didn't even realise, like, what they do? They cut it out or something. The yeah, cut? so they had like the dorsal. So you know what dorsal was like, falcon? Yeah. You probably don't. But yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to look Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, so there's like, about, I think it was like 30 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. I'm not completely sure, to be honest, but they pretty much just ripped out all this land, just put a massive bridge, massive channel, just so the water can flow through. Yeah, wow. Um, so yeah, technically, man, just like a big island, if there was no bridges connecting it, it would kind of just be floating there on its own. So. There you go. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's weird cut. to think about, but... Yeah, it's cool. You said you wanted to drop out potentially in year 10, kind of move on to something else. What did the last couple of years of high school look like? Yeah, so kind of in primary school days, I started running a muck quite a bit and then coming to high school, it's just a muppet, sitting out every second recess and lunch, getting suspended every week. And that kind of definitely led to me wanting to drop out. And then also kind of the side of me starting to figure out my passion for kind of videography, photography and content creation and actually starting to get a bit of paid jobs from it definitely led to it. But Mum and dad wanted me to stick it out. So yep. year 11 and 12, it was pretty cool. They had like this um, vet program. I don't know if they do it at schools in Perth. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much three days a week, Monday to Wednesday, you go to school, do your normal subjects. And then Thursday, you go to work experience, mm. which I was lucky enough to do at Crib Creative, which is like a real estate content creation company in Perth. And then oh, Friday, we go to TAFE, which I did like cert three in like filmmaking or something. Yeah. It was oh, pretty, pretty basic, but so it, was, it was good fun. So yeah. it sounds like you got a fair bit of experience in like the professional side of things pretty yeah. early going to crib creative was super cool because they do like all the major houses like Dalkeep and all the rich areas so yeah yeah it was right. like it's your 11 like where yeah, you kids that's it rocking out of these 20 million dollar houses just like <laughs> don't know what i'm doing yeah but did you come up here then to perth yeah manager to yeah. film these places and help them yeah i get the train twice a week to but yeah and then kind of year 11 and 12 i kind of just almost neglected my school work a little bit and just school time was all about just focusing my own work managed to graduate somehow i think last year I had like a 40 percent attendance just surfing every morning and <laughs> <laughs> just missing days to go shoot oh. and stuff but then yeah graduated end of last year and then it's kind of led into what it is now so yeah pretty sick and this has been a massive last year for you really kind of yeah leaving school sure. and everything that you've dived into yeah did you want to tell us a little bit about how you felt coming out of school and you know how nerve-wracking it was not really knowing where you were going and how you stumbled into what you're doing now yeah so kind of i find like the society norm as soon as you come out of school you kind of at least you should have idea you want to go to uni or tafe or whatever straight into kind of a full-time job and to be honest i was just like just like no second option all i wanted to do is just work on my own and work for myself and just like grow what my passion is and monetize it and um yeah coming out of school kind of since it was like october last year she's kind of grown into what it is did heaps of freelancing work over kind of the last two years of school yeah. which kind of led me up to a point when i did graduate i was kind of able to do that kind of full-time for a few months was, was this like commercial stuff you were shooting or yes. real estate or what was the mainly econ products and surfing 
just from being in the surf shop, had a lot of contacts. It was super easy to kind of link up the surf brands around Australia and do that. And then, yeah, kind of just a couple of lifestyle stuff. A bit of everything, really. I wasn't super niche down, which is yeah. something you shouldn't do. But yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. compared to your friends in, like, year 11 and 12, like, what did they want to do compared to what you wanted to do? Do you have many mates that you were surrounded with with similar ambitions of kind of working for themselves? I found in my year group, at least, and what I think it is kind of general norm in most kind of year 11, 12 groups is a lot of people do just want to go into a trade or they don't know what they want to do and they kind of just accept that. Um, at the time, like during high school, I never really had a huge friend group. It was only about three to four people and they kind of, a couple of them dropped out to go into trades apprenticeships. So I kind of was, in manager at least, I kind of was a bit on my own with the whole industry that I wanted to dive into. So yeah, never really had like mates to bounce off and go work in business stuff with like I always had mates to go shoot with and go have fun and go film some clips but the actual other side of it yeah it was kind of very solo especially yeah. growing up in Mandra. yeah and were yeah. you interested in the other side of it that business side you said as well yeah. you were kind of interested in for sure so kind of end of high school is when I started realizing that to make it properly you need to learn about that stuff like yeah literally the arts of it all is kind of literally it's the mon- minority of it the business side is kind of what makes it makes it breaks it if you want to do it full-time so Kind of learn about that. Did a couple of courses. Yeah. Growing up, just sold yeah. them Facebook ads and stuff. But yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Just self-taught and yeah. That's amazing. It's pretty crucial, the whole back end of it. Yeah. I don't think enough sure. people talk about that really. How crucial. Yeah, well, people don't see it as much. Yeah. They say all the fun things. and So how'd you kind of navigate your way through the industry, meeting new people um, and yeah, building connections that way? Yeah, so there's a couple of creators in the Amanda space. You know, Jack Beasley, he was kind of yeah. the main one at the time. He was doing photography full-time for a lot of sporting stuff. Yeah. And then other than that, though, it was kind of, the majority of it was from Perth. You guys, Zach, Jackson Fole at the time, Jackson yeah. Roberts. So kind of always grabbing inspiration off you guys. Definitely Zach. He's the first one. He actually reached out to me kind of end of 20, 2019, I think it was. No, 2020, sorry. And we went down south for a weekend. I was his little grummet just frothing over being in the car with his troopy going down yeah. south for a weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. And just like not really knowing what to expect. And that kind of just opened my eyes to like the whole, kind of the whole industry of it and the creative side, which is pretty cool. And then, yeah, from there, just recently coming up to Perth Heaps, meeting you guys and other creators my age is pretty cool because Mandra is in this side of it. It is kind of limited, yeah. I find, a little bit, but there's definitely upcoming. Yeah, and for those who don't know, also, when I first moved to Perth, pretty much exactly one year ago, I actually uh, got reached out by Dill, and he was kind of like, hey, uh, we have super common interests. You look like a fun guy. Let's hang out. Come down to Mandra. We can go on a little surf trip and, and just froth out. And I thought that was really cool, and that's really telling of his personality as well, is just that he's so keen to reach out to people, uh, have fun, and, and kind of create content together, which I can see, and he hasn't changed one bit today. Well, so he's just such a cool guy and such a frother. Thanks, Pricey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gassing him Gassing up. Gassing him up. Yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah. Turn his horn. <laughs> I just kept going, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't stop. Deal's gone a bit red over there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, stop it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you were pretty deep in the commercial space and filming a lot of freelance work. How did that year or last year and the, particularly the start of it transition from you going into you know, focusing a lot on your personal brand and wanting to build that up online and in the socials. Yeah, so I've always loved kind of being behind the camera growing up and I know shooting for these different brands and creating cool stuff for them. And then, I don't know, kind of over the last year, I've always always had this end drive. I want to make my own brand, like for the long term anyway. So it's kind of started jumping in front of the camera a little bit more recently. And then, yeah, kind of downloaded TikTok at the start of last year, I think. And then kind of just dabbling around in all these different types of videos and then kind of nailed down on this one type of video which he really likes, kind of day in the life video, which is what most people know me for now. And it's kind of just 
pretty much my day, 60 seconds, bunch of clips of myself just doing whatever, going to the beach, going for a swim, yep. throwing shackers, whatever. <laughs> and yeah, I'm I'd funny. do a voice, voiceover at the end and put together. And that kind of showed me that people actually do enjoy when I'm in front of the camera, which is pretty cool because it's yep. always something I wanted to do, but never actually ventured into or tried. Yeah, because I remember having a conversation with Dill uh, at Lano and he was kind of like, he wasn't really sure on what content he kind of really froth doing and really like kind of mass producing. And he was like, dude, I love these like day in the life videos. Like not many, not too many people get to see them, but I just love filming them. It's so sick. You kind of found kind of your niche and, and kind of what you want to post. And that, that happens to be something that uh, aligns with your values and, and what you want to do, which is sick. Yeah. I did a couple of them like every now and again, when I had like a cool day lined up, I'll do one just for the fun event. I'll get a couple thousand views or whatever. And then I think I did one start of December, just like first week into summer, had like this day, I had nothing on. I was like, all right, let's, let's make a day in the life today just for the fun of it and kind of just filmed, went down to the beach. It was just like your real classic Aussie yeah, yeah, lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> Going to the beach, hanging out with mates, watching the sunset. Literally just so chill and then did a voiceover, chucked it up there and woke up the next morning. It was like 800K or something. I'm like, what? Dude, I've never <laughs> had a video go over like 50K. <laughs> and then like the next few days, it kept growing. It hit like two and a half million or something, which at the time was huge. And then, yeah, I'm like, oh, sick. People actually like these. So I kept going with them. Did one the very next day because I was just frothing to keep this hype going. And then people like just kept biting into it kept watching them. And I was like, well, why, why do people like this so much? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you then, ever expect the success that would come with it? No, nah, not at all. Like even now, it's still like two months ago it happened. I was like, a bit surreal. Still. Why do people still come watch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Take us back a little bit then to the start of TikTok. What inspired you to jump on the app or, or download it in the first place? Yeah, so I think I downloaded it like the time when everyone else did like start of 2020, start of COVID. Just to literally just watch because it was like the new social media everyone was on. Yeah. And then you always see like people saying, oh, it's not too late to jump on this out. Like start creating videos, get big on it. And I was like, yeah, it's too late. Like 2019 is when you needed to be on it. And then started 2021. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll give it a shot. Started posting just like surfing videos, diving off bridges, whatever. And then, yeah, the day in the life kind of came around end of last year into summer. And that's kind of just what the niche I've kind of gone for now. And it's the style of content that I actually really like making and people like watching. So it goes pretty perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's given you so many opportunities this past six months or so, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, it's gone like wicked f- just from the brands reaching out to me to other job opportunities, the job I do right now, which is all led through this, like just me filming myself and doing my day-to-day things. It's crazy. It's pretty wicked how the internet works and yeah. how it grows so quick. So. That's amazing. And meeting so many p- new people, I can imagine. Yeah, for sure. online and then in person yeah. as well. No, it's been wicked. Like even the whole cold noops thing, running at Mandra, that's kind of come up for this whole TikTok thing. It's just yeah, one thing leads to another. Tell us about that then. You're running the cold nips in Mandra at the moment. Yeah, so I've been kind of watching cold nips grow in Perth for like the last year. And then I think I went to one in September last year at Leighton Beach, hanging out with a few people from Perth for like the first time, just not knowing anyone because I'm the boy from Mandra and then <laughs> Grummy. yeah I was like dude this would be so sick in Mandra because I wanted to create like my own little Friday club every morning yep. like go for a run and go for a swim grab a coffee and start your day yeah, all yeah. done by 7 o'clock and then I was like oh, I'd be so sick to reach out to the guys from Cold Nips I didn't even know who they were and to see like if we could get it going in Mandra and then I reached out to I think Ryan first actually it might have been Gian one of them Yeah, and they messaged me back they're like oh let's catch up for a coffee we'll come down to Mandra we'll have a chat about it and then Caught up on the Sunday or something. And then the next Wednesday, we had the first one in Mandra. And no we way. had like 
350 people there and I was just oh my like God. so nervous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> on the megaphone. Did you have to speak to say something? <laughs> yeah, so I rocked up there like 5.30 probably, like 15 minutes before everyone usually starts. I'm like, oh, no, it should be. Yeah, I can get like 30, 50 people. Rock up to the car park's ready for I'm like, <laughs> 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 and just start walking down the path and there's like, so many people on the beach and then by the time it was like 5.45, I'm like, yeah, I'll just wait it out a little bit more. Uh, and then like probably 350 people down at the end, I think it counted. And then oh my everyone's God. like in this big line near the flag near the water and then I go down near the shore so I can look up at everyone. And like it was that time in the morning where the sun's just coming over the hill. Yeah. So it's just full blind of me. I can't see anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Stage lights all probably on Probably would have helped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> Stage light fully on you. So... Talk a bit about the mindset around cold nips. You know, it's really uh, heavily backed by, you know, diving into some vulnerable mindset, being in cold water so early in the morning, meeting so many new people. Do you think your own personal values kind of align uh, with what cold nips is creating? Yeah, for sure. Discomfort, community, just the whole thing of bringing people together and really kind of pushing out outside of your comfort zone because that is where you're going to grow as an individual. It's been, it's been wicked to kind of combine the two and build a community and to see all these other people just come along and, just absolutely like for up every Wednesday morning and yeah. just see them like impact their own lives positively. It's just wicked. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, since the whole TikTok thing's kind of blown up, um, pretty early on a guy actually reached out to me who lives in Mandurah and he owns this big talent management company. And recently I've actually just signed up him. So he's kind of, he's pretty cool. I've got someone in my corner now I can kind of deal with all the business side of it. Cause as much as I like doing it, it is pretty hard to balance the two with everything else going on. But yeah, it's tons of brands hit me up. I do kind of, with my own brand on TikTok, I try and stay as authentic as I can without doing too much brand deals. Yeah, sew yourself out. Yeah. There's a couple of brands that I work with, like Quicksilver and um, Naming This Later, where I kind of just do organic like placement in their videos, but I'm pretty, at least for me anyway, I don't really like shoving products or yeah, brands yeah, down yeah. people's faces. I like to keep it pretty just... That's so handy because yeah. you haven't had to do anything different. Yeah, with literally. those brands. You wear those boardies and the rugs. Yeah, it's what I do yeah. anyway. I like to keep it like if I'm going to promote a brand, it's something that I'd use anyway yeah, on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. So. Yeah. question a lot of people want to know is, do you actually sleep with the rug? I, I did the first night when I first filmed the first one when Jai sent it to me. And then um, after that, I was like, no, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not itchy. It is quite a bit Also, itchy, how yeah. do you yeah. sleep with such a small rug, like your little sheet? Because I need a doona and like rug up and stuff. And you've got like this <laughs> yeah. little tiny sheet. I, I think it's just it's because it's summer. It's so hot. True, true. And yeah. I'm in this little rental at the moment. There's like no air con. And I'm in this little yeah, hot box right. room every night. So usually I don't even have a blanket on. Yeah, true. So, yeah. yeah. Damn. In winter, it'll be a different version. Yeah, it would be like... Big rugs and dunas and everything. Like four blankets every morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, we're back with another... Some in, insights to the, the posting. Yeah, so recently moved houses and in the old house when I had that big four-poster bed, I had a fan right in the middle, which I did chuck it up on. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of tell because every day I was in like kind of a slight different yeah, position. Yeah. And then, yeah, recently just sold a house and we're in a new rental, so I'm just sleeping on a mattress on the floor at the moment and it's literally just blue tacked to the roof. I got... Three. Oh, no way! <laughs> <laughs> I got three points of blue tack like set up on the roof and every morning I'll just quickly chuck it up and then what? click record and then go back down, pretend to yawn and is that cause exactly <laughs> down life. So is that because you started with that first camera angle? You can't change it now. I've mixed it up a few times where it's like from the side and yeah. you get a shot of me like flicking the blanket or whatever, but yeah. majority like with the void like the intro and me just like jumping out of bed it's usually Fans pretty similar it. they Stank. dig it up yeah. yeah it's like the hook so how much <laughs> so you have to pretend to yawn and then how many times do you have to like run past your camera 
grab it, pick it up, and then you've even done scenes of driving. People commenting all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. How do you respect do this? for like driving? Yeah, and the hustle. Running back and grabbing it. It's a hustle. Yeah. So if, for yesterday's day in the life, for example, I did like this shot where I was um, driving down to the beach and went to like four drive beach. So I set up my camera. Usually I just chuck the camera up against my water bottle and that's like my tripod. That's all I ever use. Yeah. So I set it up and jumped in the car, reversed back like 50 meters <laughs> and then drive back like 100 meters and then reverse back and then grab the camera and then uh, go around to the next corner, get another shot. <laughs> they, no way. As simple as the video is saying, they do take a bit more work, but it's all fun. I love it. So. Yeah. 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 And Ollie, tell us a bit about. <laughs> yeah. Ollie <laughs> so, yeah. He's actually a lot older. I think everyone on TikTok thinks he's a little puppy because he is so young and small. He looks so young, but he's actually 14 this year, I think, or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a little, he's just like me. He's full of energy, a little grommet, yeah. loves the water. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's the fan of the show. He's become an icon. Becoming more famous than you, man. Yeah. 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 Someone Star actually, of the show. Someone actually created a fake account. Oh, I saw that. Ollie underscore yeah. Shack. Yeah. Ollie underscore Shack. I saw that. Quick dip or something. Yeah. They commented <laughs> on all my videos. Like, pretending to be my dog. Like, hey, mate, can you let me out of the car? <laughs> I saw that. Car. I saw that. That yeah. was on like the last video. Yeah. It was Ollie Quick Dick Shaka. So that's probably <laughs> been the good side of the reactions, hey. And then all these other people have been like impersonating to the point where my cricket mates couldn't believe you were at my 21st. Yeah. Because they were showing me their videos of the Shackers in the mirror <laughs> and everything. Uh, they couldn't believe it. And so many people, my for a while, our feeds were just people impersonating you. Oh, yeah. It started off with this one dude from down south. He just did like literally the duet. So it was just his face reacting to my video. And then... I'm not sure who did the actual first like parody one where they did themselves, but one guy did it and then it just led to the next one. And there was one point I was getting like literally 15 videos a day of people just taking the piss, like <laughs> throwing no shackers at the camera, doing the same voiceover. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And How dude, did that affect you? The first one I saw, I was like, what's this about? Like, what? Yeah. And then, I don't know, I saw the first one. I was like, oh, it's all lighthearted at the end of the day. Yeah. It's yeah. good fun. It's a good laugh. Everyone kind of. Yeah, gets a bit of a giggle out of it, and it's like it's just more publicity. Yeah, yeah. It's actually working in your in your favor. Yeah, trench setter. Yeah, yeah. That funniest one with those boys, like with the ironing board in the water. Yeah, so that's Josh. They do like a comedy channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he messaged me like the first day I started. He's like, "Hey man, we love your parody videos. We want to make one, but the whole thing is we want you in it at the end." Yeah. And I went to work for my first day at this new place. And then the guy that messaged me actually worked on me. And then we like went back that same <laughs> afternoon down to City Beach and then filmed like this ironing board shot. And then I came in the end. And, yeah, <laughs> no it was, way. Like, it's it good luck. so funny. Yeah. Obviously been a fair few mixed reactions and you've obviously, you know, yeah, dealt with it pretty well. But yeah, are there any thoughts about how people have gone about it in a negative way? Or Been around a GoPro and a camera since like year seven and making vlogs since about year seven. And before my mates just... Being a complete menace, I've always been kind of getting hate since from like my schoolmates or whatever and just other kids in the year. So kind of just grew into not really caring what other people thought about what I'm doing. If I'm not affecting anyone else or anything yeah. negatively, then I don't really care what other people think at the end of the day. And then, yeah, start getting like a couple parodies. And even though there were a couple that were a bit personal, they're like yeah. talking about my dog and like all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, mate, come on. Yeah. But yeah. I always have a laugh when I see them pop up on my page. and Always whatever, give them so. a comment. Yeah, yeah. Usually, kind of killing kindness. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. that's epic. To have that perspective at your age is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. awesome. so many people struggle with that, and yeah. especially at your yeah. level, that's that's amazing. And your so, age yeah. as well. Yeah, if people go on hate, it's just a kind of reflection on themselves. I see. So, what are you planning to do going forward with with TikTok, social media, business? Where's your yeah? Where are you kind of heading in that direction? Yeah. So the 
plan is this year is to kind of go full-time on social media, TikTok especially, obviously, and then kind of start branching out to some other platforms such as YouTube, make some longer longer form content. But yeah, I've got a couple ideas with kind of tourism videos going around Australia and doing kind of my own day in the life video, like a different location around Australia, something that I'm working on at the moment. Other than that though, yeah, I've got a couple pretty exciting projects. One of them is a board short company, which I'm currently starting up um it's called mid-tide and it's pretty much it's going to be strictly boardies best board shorts can wear every day in the water out of the water down the pub whatever so yeah that's pretty exciting probably going to try and it's a bit of a long-term project going to try and launch for summer definitely yeah next summer yeah so that's pretty that's pretty cool but other than that yeah just keep growing the socials tiktok see how far i can push it it's only new like two months ago i had no followers actually i had like 5k yeah so it's it's all new to me it's all kind of a bit overwhelming but just taking it day by day Keep and rolling seeing with how it. far I can having push fun. it. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. That's the end of it. It's having fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And with the tour, are you going to head around WA or Australia in the hopes of doing yeah. like full bit so of the travel? The plan around? would be whole of Australia and then once stuff eases off, then hopefully even go internationally Cool. and get some bigger sponsors going around to different countries, Indo, whatever. Um, amazing. Kind of just doing my own style content, just showing off. Yeah. whatever location I'm at. Yeah, that's something I'm super excited about to hopefully get going for maybe winter um, when it starts to get a bit colder, head up north and stuff and yeah. start touring around. But Definitely. Are you going to continue doing the freelance work as well with you shooting and, and filming stuff for brands and businesses or are you going to really focus on the personal brand and your own content? Yeah, mainly the personal brand. It's a bit much to kind of balance the two at the moment. I'm still doing a couple freelancing shoots for some brands that I'm really passionate about and actually like working for, but... Other than that, it's mainly just the personal brand pushing the socials and yep. creating my own content. So amazing, yeah. For for everyone out there who aren't as aware in the social media scene, where do you find a lot of your income coming from at the moment? Yeah, so this is actually a question I get asked quite a lot in my in the comments section of my video. People saying, "Oh, you must have rich parents, whatever." And at the end of the day, in my videos, the lifestyle I'm living is actually it's very rich in the sense it's a good lifestyle but what the actual cost of it is very cheap i'm going to the beach i'm paying for my car at the end of the day it's not yeah. a huge expense growing up worked at the surf surf shop that kind of funded my high school years and then recently i got a couple other side projects which is kind of funding these couple months but yeah plan is to kind of go full-time on social media and have that as my main in-store income um in the coming months yeah so now time for our favorite segment of the show this is get it off your chest <laughs> Linden <laughs> 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 stranded. I was hoping you were going to. Too. <laughs> oh crap! Okay, hang on. I'm Let's doing it again. No, we'll keep that say, in. That's yeah, that's 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 I'll that's say, that's get it off your chest, and you, we'll all go. Okay. Get it. Okay. All right. So now it's time for our favorite segment of the show. This is get it off your chest. Get it. Come on, he's going to get to it. Three, two, one. Get, get it off your chest. chest. All right. So get off your chest basically, Dill, is you have to tell us one embarrassing story that you've had in the last little while. Uh, and yeah, get it off your chest. Right. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <I'm talking about laughs> that. Not super embarrassing, kind of just awkward and funny. Um, took this girl out on a date like the other week. Yeah. And we went to the new Gage Roads and Free, which has just opened up. And she didn't like know about my TikTok or anything. Like she just literally... I think it was just mates and mates, just met her through. And um, went to the Gage Roads and like we started to walk through and a bunch of people just like coming up to me, asking me for a photo. And she was like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, it's weird, hey. And then <laughs> it's weird, eh? walked in, we we're walking around for like 15 minutes because no one was open, um, like no tables were ready. Sorry, no tables are free. And we're like up at the bar. She's ordering a drink and like this eagle player starts to walk over. And she reckons like, oh my God, that's that eagles guy. And I'm like, 
I was sick because I didn't really follow footy. So I wasn't really like not too sure what she was on about. And then he, he like skips past the bar line, comes straight up to me, pats me on the shoulder, says, oh, you that dude from TikTok? Oh, oh no my way. God. And <laughs> she's just like looking at me like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> she had no so, idea. Uh, did you, that, did hey. you tell her you were? Yeah, so we, we ended up we ended up going back to the footy players' table and it was also like the the two guys from um, Triple M Radio. Oh, yeah. Oh, Baz yeah. and... Ah, uh, who else is on it? I forgot who it was. Whipper. I saw, at least you saw a sign. No, it's nah. fitting Whipper. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I listen Radio. Yeah, no, at least you saw a billboard on it. Go back on. Triple M. Anyway, yeah, but yeah. We, we sat down at the table and she just like quickly searches my name up on TikTok. She's like, dude, why did you tell me this? And I was like, I don't know, I just... Yeah, yeah it's, make it's a couple of videos. <laughs> no way. It's kind of just a funny little. Oh, that's crazy. That's, that's like amazing. a little embarrassing, but slight flex on get it oh, off your yeah. chest. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Snuck a flex in. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's and that amazing. was get it off your chest. Get it off your chest. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome to join in, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> that was so harmonized. Yeah. yeah, we've been practicing. We sound good. <laughs> I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah, low key. What up? Australian Idol. Great segment. So, Dil, to, to wrap it up and kind of end the convo, what is some advice that you would give aspiring creators to pursue the things that they're really passionate about and in a similar space to what you're doing? Yeah, so, I don't know. I think the main thing that I've kind of learned over my high school journey, at least in the last year, something that I'm pretty proud of myself for doing is just honestly not giving, like, two worries about what other people think. Just, if you have a passion for something, just completely go, like, just horns into it. Just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's worse than balls against the wall. As <laughs> <laughs> he said a while ago. Hor- horns into it. What's he? <laughs> <laughs> your horn into it, or you got your balls against the wall, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> to join in something without invitation. See? To horn in. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll roll with it. Do roll with that one. Honing in. Nah, horn in, bro. <laughs> I should have said just go straight in. Here we go. <laughs> it was not that hard. Intrude awkwardly, horning in during a high-level chat. <laughs> Intrude awkwardly. Would you? What was the context again? You no, said no, no, no. not given to worry what people think. Horns in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think um, in the high school space, especially, there's a lot of eyes on you at all times. Um, especially if you're doing something different, there's yeah. always going to be people to chirp up and judge or whatever. Especially yeah. if you're putting yourself out there. Yeah, so definitely surrounding yourself with the right people helps quite a lot. And then, yeah, end of the day, just finding happiness in the small things, not really worrying too much about the stuff that you can't control and just, yeah, just keep on smiling. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it's been an absolute you. pleasure. It's been incredible watching your growth both personally and through online social media for the past year and a half. So, yeah, we love what you're doing. We love being around you, mate. Yeah, brother. Such a frother. Can't Sweet. wait to see what you get up to in the future. So, yeah. Cheers. Thanks, Wicked. mate. And yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Yo! Yeah. See you later. <laughs>